Hello and welcome everybody to the We Call It Soccer show. I'm Walker Manning, joined by my guy, Michael. He'll body you if you don't recycle. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Drop the bar right there. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Good, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm currently in the middle of a fucking blizzard. Um, (laughs) As you know, we had some technical difficulties last week, but... It seems like a great time to record a podcast right about now, right? Yeah, yes. Couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. On your end. Yeah, you, you can't say the same, of course. Sunny. 70 and sunny. Wow. I, I wish I wasn't drowned in two feet of snow right now, but it is what it is. It is what it is. At least, at least no, no games were snowed out, though, over the weekend. looks like hopefully none will be tomorrow. Fingers crossed. But we had um, we had an interesting, I think, like what, three match weeks have happened since the last episode. Yeah, yeah, at least two and a half. Yeah, it's it's piling up hot and heavy now. Some big results. Um, You want just you want just go down the table and do a little check in on everybody. Yeah, yeah, let's. uh... Should we start at the top? Obviously, we should start at the top. Um, Man City, 12 straight in all competitions, five straight clean sheets in the Premier League. Uh, Amazing. You know, John Stones is probably going to win player of the month, or he should. And, um, you know, I'm scared. I'm nervous going forward, given that we got Burnley, Liverpool, Spurs, even Arsenal. West Ham too and United. That's a tricky run of games. I, I smell some drop points, but what do you what do you think about how we're doing our future prospects? Yeah, I mean at this point, uh, it's kind of cities to lose. You know, obviously there are tough games like you just mentioned coming up, but uh, all our winnable games. You know, looking at the uh, current form of teams that they're playing, besides you know Burnley and United on the road. Most of them have been in pretty bad form. So uh, City's going to continue to keep rolling, I think, for a, for a couple more weeks at least. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're looking hot, too hot to handle at the moment. Yeah, especially that, that game against Liverpool. I feel like if, uh, if we win that, I mean, I don't, don't want to sound too cocky, but yeah. that's about all she wrote if we, if we win that. Yeah, um, yeah it's going to have to take something to... United yeah. is going to have to win the game at yeah, Eddie and we're going to have to lose uh, multiple games. But Burnley, yeah. baby, Burnley. Hey, who knows? Who knows? They they somehow Aston Villa versus Burnley five goals thriller. What a game! You never would have thought. Who would have thought? <laughs> what a game, dude! I really thought after Aston Villa scored the second, they were going to just go on and win it. But Burnley, they had all the answers that day. Amazing. But um. Next team down, though, we got Manchester United. We're in a great run of form, still um, unbeaten against the, the top six in the last year, but at the same time have not won against the top six in the last year. Uh, draw against Arsenal, loss against Sheffield United, but still 41 points, solid second in the Premier League. Um, games coming up next, Southampton, Everton, Got West Ham in the FA Cup. You got West Brom, Newcastle. 
winnable games for the most part, to be honest. And uh, mm-hmm. I think games that they need to win to keep the, yes. keep the pressure on. You got to keep the pressure on. You can't let this, this gap grow because you're just going to look up one day and it's going to be 10 points like it is over in Spain. So you need to keep winning games. And I, I think they will. I, I, at least I hope so because I, I love a good, good title race. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, the, the Sheffield thing kind of really knocks them off uh, the uh, knocks them off balance, especially the way it happened with the referees coming out today and saying that they got both goals wrong. United's uh, disallowed and Sheffield's first. They admitted that they one would have been allowed, one wouldn't have, which might have changed the game. You never know, but won't change it now. So they got to dig deep and uh, figure it out. And then the way they lost against Arsenal, or not lost, but it feels like a loss kind of, uh, just missing empty netters, creating more chances and not being able to put them away. But the good news is they're not they're, – they're still in it. They're still in it, and they're going to need everything they got to finish above City. But I think uh, – I definitely think it's City 1, United 2, or some variation of the sort when the season comes to an end. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean – Liverpool did have a nice win last week, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see if that is sustainable. And they've gotten their uh, 2021 woes out of the way. And speaking of them, as we said, you know, tough start to the year, but two huge wins, a 3-1 versus Tottenham and another 3-1 versus West Ham, both on the road, both against teams in the, uh, in the top six. So that's huge. Um, Coming up next, who do they have? Who do they have coming up? Brighton. Brighton. Yep. Brighton, Leicester, City. and then Champions Leicester. League. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, a, it's tough that the Champions League is coming up because they're going to have to rotate at some point or I think the squad will fatigue more so than it has been. I, I don't know. Um, I honestly, man... Their best bet for the Premier League is to get knocked out by Leipzig round one so that they have a less congested fixture list. And if that happens, I can see them pushing for the title. If not, if they continue to pull out results in Champions League, which they are known to do, um, I don't know. It could get tough, and they could drop some points later on. Yeah, I definitely agree. It, it's kind of feeling like with them, their injury woes, uh, they did just make a signing. Uh, a few minutes ago with uh, Ben Davies coming from Preston, the center back, but um, they're going to have to pick a competition where they want to go for it. And, and well, that remains to be seen whether it is a champions league, which personally I think they have a better shot at because, you know, knockout competition, everyone needs to get lucky to win the champions league at least once. And uh, so they definitely got a chance there, but they got to pick. And if they try to do both, I think it's going to end uh and bad in both competitions because um, they're they're not looking too hot uh, with fitness at the moment, but still a strong team nonetheless, and a team that's always going to fight in whatever game they play. Yeah, and um, another piece of transfer news they did: they signed um, what's this guy's name? Ozan Kabak, Turkish center back from Schalke. Um, he's young, so you know good development project in terms of what he offers to them right now. Not much 
considering Schalke is dead last in the Bundesliga. They went almost a year without winning a game, and he was part of that. The American magician, uh, Matthew Hoppe, you know, obviously he broke that streak. But, you know, as, I, don't, as, I don't think this is the, I don't think this is the answer as, as much as I hate to say it. No, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna need to make a center back move in the summer because you never know how Van Dyke's going to come back anyway. And even if he comes back to full strength, you don't really got to, like, if it was FIFA, they'd be fine because of Joe Gomez. But in real life, they're not sitting too pretty. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, yeah, hopefully they get, they get knocked out. You know, that would be good for Man City, especially in Champions League. I don't want to play them there. You know, I think we can keep the title race up. We got the squad depth. But um, it looks like uh, next down the list, Brendan's boys are bottling like they're, like they're used to doing. A terrible upset to Leeds United, who actually brought their shooting boots for once. They played well. Give props to Bielsa and his men. They created four big chances, and they put away two. Um, Leicester missed all three of their big chances. Uh, you know, that, but the, the big thing here is no Jamie Vardy, no dubs for Leicester. Um, injured again. Uh, you know, as good as surgery. he is, he is a... What's up? He went under surgery. Uh, surgery? Yeah, hip surgery. How long is he going to be out? They said it's minor. It was just to fix, like, the nagging problem. So once he comes back, he's back. But I think they said three to four weeks. So, and that was like a week and a half ago. So now two and a half, three weeks. So it's still like five games. Damn. They better hope that he's back for Europa League at least. Slavia Praha ain't no joke. <laughs> for real. If they, don't have, if they don't have Jamie Vardy, man, I'm betting, I'm betting if, Praha. If they don't have Jamie Vardy, they'll just win two nothing instead of three. Like, oh, my God. No, you, you, you disrespect him now. I am. I am. Openly. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. But um, who do they have coming up next last year? Um, Fulham, Wolves. Yeah, Brighton in the FA Cup. Liverpool, Villa. Oof. They better, I, they better hope that Jamie Vardy gets back soon, 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 because the, their title chances could, could disappear in February. Yeah, they, it seems like they have a hard schedule the entire rest of the way, doesn't it? Or is that just me looking at it? Wrong? I mean, ba- based on how everybody's playing right now, minus teams like Crystal Palace, Southampton, because they're missing everybody, and Spurs, because they're Spursing. There's not many teams in the table that are slouching. Like, you're like, that's an easy dub. Yeah. Brighton's yeah. in form. Burnley's he, doing stuff. Even that Sheffield game. Sheffield, yeah. Looks like they could drop points. Not likely, but it's no longer that foregone conclusion. Yeah. Um, No, it definitely looks like a hard schedule. Do you think by March they're they're just completely out of the title race? I mean, like, like we've been saying, Vardy's huge. But I think they have enough talent, particularly... The guys like the Telemans, the Madisons, the, um, the, the Justin, the right back. Um, you know, they have enough talent to kind of stay stay in the group. I think title race losing this weekend, 
I think that's the game that at the end of the year they're going to look back on and say that was the game we should have won because they'd be in second right now if they did what they needed to do. So I think that's going to be the big game for them that costs them the title, so to speak. But uh, I could still top top three is easily in their sights, and I think second place is still easily in their sights. But I don't see them making all the the jump all the way up to first. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm right with you there. Definitely don't see them going up first. This is uh should have been a winnable game, given how Leeds have been playing, given how they beat them down when they first played. Yeah. Uh, definitely points dropped. But um, next team down the table though, in great form up until they met Liverpool, it was West Ham United. Uh, they're in fifth place on 35 points. Um, Champions League is real for them. Not title contenders, but Champions League is certainly a goal for them. Um, they've racked up wins against Palace, West Brom, Burnley, Everton. They drew uh, Southampton and Brighton. You know that's a that's a nice run of games, picking up points. I think they're legit. Um, coming up next, they got Villa, Fulham, Sheffield. If hey, if they can keep getting wins up until the City game and the United game. If they, if they can keep winning against teams below them, then they're going to finish in the top four. And uh, barring injury, I think, I think they're going to do that. I think if nobody gets hurt, nobody big gets hurt for West Ham the rest of the way, then they will finish in the top four. Wow. Yeah. That's high praise. I, I'm not saying I don't agree with you. Um, they've definitely been great for them. I think uh, the, the Liverpool match was a blip on the radar. Um, I think they'll just pick right up where they left off. But um, the you know the four teams below them, maybe even the five teams below them, I think have equal, if not greater, chances of finishing above them. Uh, so. Remains to be seen, but yeah, they got to be liking where they're at right now. No doubt about that. And just big, uh, like Suchek, just a unlikely contrib- contributor for this team and a very welcome ad- addition to the attack with how he's been playing moving forward. But um, yeah, they're definitely in that top four race, without a doubt. You know, only four points off. But... Uh, if they don't hit Champions League, I could definitely see this team playing in Europa League next year, uh, whether that be through the FA Cup or through finishing in a high enough place in the league. But uh, I definitely think uh, Europe is on the cards for them. Yeah, and that would be, that'd be great things for David Moyes, written off after his tenure at United. He was now terrible. he's back. Now he's back, baby. I don't know. Um, it's the players are carrying him. Now, yeah, Mikel Antonio is a beast, man. I love watching him play. Just bouncing people off him. Just a wrecking ball in the middle of the pitch. West Ham have some really good players. Like, when you boil it down, like Declan Rice, Mikel Antonio, um, bringing in Lingard on loan, Suchek. Lingardinho. Yeah, they they got some good good names, good players. They got depth, yes. Lanzini, Benrama, Lingardinho. Yeah. Options at camp. They, they, yeah, they're they're sitting sitting pretty. Like yeah. I bet, like in the beginning of the year, we probably had a mid table between ten. But, and 12. but that being said, 
if Mikel Antonio, Suchek, or Rice, one of them gets hurt, then their season is down the fucking drain. It's yeah. down the drain. Well, no, now they have um, Messi Lingard. So uh, I don't is he can he fill push. in for Antonio up top? Is that is that he can, do he can do anything? He can play CD is deep and his skills are are infinite. Just Love wait till West Ham plays at Arsenal. He's gonna be dancing all over the place. Okay. Dancing. I I can't wait to see that. That would be nice. That'd be nice for the meme community. Um what's well, also been nice for the meme community. Uh the the rise and fall of Jose Mourinho, how how quick it was from being in first place at one point now to losing two in a row, multiple fixtures where they drop points, some bad losses. Sixth place, sixth place, 20 games played, 33 points. If they win the game in hand, they jump up to fifth above West Ham. Oh, oh, oh. What, what happened here, man? What happened? Oh. <laughs> You know, leave it to Spurs to break the Mourinho cycle. You know, he normally improves year one, best season year two, and then it all goes down the, down the drain year three. But they managed to get year one and two in that first year of him being a coach, January to January, December to December. And now they're, they're full throttle into year three, which is so impressive, almost – would almost be as impressive as them winning a trophy in the next 10 years. But um, it's, it's bad. Uh, they, I mean, they sat back against Brighton and lost. It's, that's rock bottom, I think. It can't yeah. get much worse than that. Like, I get missing Harry Kane for a game, but, like, come on, guys. Really? It, it just goes to show that they rely on individual brilliance of Sonny Kane. And yeah. Son is nothing without Kane. If Son were to have gotten hurt, I don't think it would oh, have been no. nothing. I mean, deal, I'm going to say one thing about Son, though. That goal, that goal that was ruled offsides was the most horseshit, bullshit, far decision I have seen in a very long time, man. A very long time. His, if it's his arm sticking out, like, that's what he's going to – really? Really, guys? That's where we're at? His body's behind him? And then this is, I don't, that was, I'm not saying they would have won the game. Maybe they get a point. Maybe they still lose. But that is just ridiculous. I mean, I thought it was the right call. <laughs> he said people smirk. Yeah, okay. VAR has been treated United like shit, so I'm glad to see anyone else True. come in here and uh, get, get similar treatment. They yeah. just get rid of VAR. Yeah, honestly, nobody likes it. We should, we should have an episode of just Salah how much everyone hates it. it. Most Everybody got fined. It. Yeah, he, he doesn't care if he gets fined, though. He's doing the thing for the people. He's representing the streets, and I respect it because everybody and their mother agrees with him. Look, VAR does way more harm than it does good. Just let the game flow. If you can't see it with the naked eye, fuck it. No, can, neither can the cameras, probably, unless it's egregious. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I thought VAR was only for the egregious stuff, but now it's just gone way too far. They've gotten power hungry. It's, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. And, yeah. Ridiculous. Especially when it doesn't, like, you can't check certain things that are clear fouls. Like, no, yeah. they can't go back and change something that let, like, it's just, 
if you're going to use it for something, use it for everything. If you're going to be so nitpicky, like if the whole game was nitpicky, it'd be different. But now you're nitpicky certain aspects at certain times in certain yeah, yeah. stadiums. Like, and this FA Cup rule where there's no VAR in the lower and championship and below. Stupid. Like, what does that team. mean? What's like, what the hell? So, like, what if a Premier League team is home and they win on a VAR goal? But the same week, like, someone gets screwed over because they don't have VAR in there. No, yeah, I mean, that, that, that still benefited Man City the other week. Our, our equalizing goal was clearly and blatantly offsides, but and then the floodgates opened. Yeah, it's just, it's, they, they got a lot, they could keep it if they think it's the future, but there's a lot of work. To, I wouldn't even call it a work in progress. It is a prototype. Yeah, and it's a failed experiment. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous uh, at this point. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I mean, hey, it won. It, it's looking like it's going to win us the Premier League. You know, shout out Jordan Pickford. But like, are, are we really going to call a goal offsides by someone's elbow when we have motherfuckers tearing ACLs out here on an offsides goal? Like, really? Is that is that where we're at? Like, it, it just seems like common sense, you know. It's stupid. It's like, if they want to do it, like, if you play the ball with your head and your head's off sides, like, count that. But no one's, like, if I play the ball with the edge of my shirt, you're going to call handball anyway. How can I be off sides by it? It's, uh, whatever. Stupid. All right, all right. We could have an episode. Down, yeah, going down the rabbit hole. So, um, let's go to the next team. Um, no losses since Tommy Two Taps has been appointed as manager of Chelsea. Um, you're right. It looks like they're turning around already. Um, drop points against Wolves for sure. They didn't play well in the first game. But the second game, after he made them play with mini balls, yes, tiny balls of practice they played with. And um, they won 2-0 against Burnley, who are in a decent run of form. And Burnley couldn't touch them. They could not touch them. They were simply outclassed, created nothing on the day, possessed the ball less than 30%. You know, um, our boy Pulisic got on the board with an assist to his boy Alonso. Vamos, we puta. He shouted in Spanish because he's such a cultured, just multi-talented, baby Jesus, perfect individual. Love Chelsea. Um, unfortunately, I love West Ham a little bit more. So that's why my top four prediction was what it was. That being said, Chelsea will still be in Europe next year in the Europa League suiting for a guy that is going to be in his first year of head coach. I think it's going to benefit them in the long term, actually, if they don't make Champions League. So um, uh, it's looking good. It's looking good over at Stamford Bridge, to say the least. Yeah, um, I agree. Definitely. Like, without a shadow of a doubt, I don't know how much, like, I could say more about it, but Thomas Tuchel is an ultimate undeniable, incredible, a ridiculous upgrade over what Frank Lampard thought he was. Mm. And just, it shows, like you said, two games in, undefeated. They're already showing a different way of playing. Thomas Tuchel likes to build from the back and put a lot of people forward. Either it be be a 2-3-5 or a 3-2-5. And it shows they're adapting well. It helps for Pulisic. Um, you know, he may not be starting yet. That it's definitely because Tuchel knows what he has, and come when things start kicking into high gear, I, he's going to be a mainstay in this eleven, along with uh, Hudson Adoy and Giroud. I think 
and along with Marco Solanzo because Ben Chilwell is terrible. But I digress. And uh, it's they're, they're trending upwards at a significant pace, and it could save their season. I do think, uh, you know, we talked about, um, you know, West Ham and their chance at a Champions League team. Chelsea is the main team I feel is going to finish above them. And I think Chelsea can finish above Leicester as well. And maybe even Liverpool if things continue the way they're going. I think Chelsea is a lock for the Champions League this year. Yeah, I definitely think they have the, the potential to do so. They have the talent. They've spent the money. Now they got the coach. They could very well turn it around. Um, it's just really going to come down to when they play those top six games. You know, yeah. Wolves are not having a good season by any stretch of the word. And uh, Burnley is Burnley still. So, you know, we'll see when they play another big club. And that'll be the, I feel like that'll be the real telltale sign of what they're going to end up doing this season. And uh, London Derby coming up. Coming yeah. up, baby. Next game. Let's see. Let's see it. Can you beat Mourinho, the sit-back merchant? And, you know, if, if Southampton gets healthy by February 20th, that'll be a tough one as well. Champions League against Atletico Madrid. I'm sorry. They're getting pieced. No, it's the other way around. Really? Are you, are you formally predicting that right now? I'm formally predicting that it will not be a contest in the Spurs game. They destroy them. Okay. And in the Atletico Madrid game, or tied in both legs, no contest. Chelsea's going to 100% deserve to go through and go through. That terrorist will be knocked out in the first round, and it'll bring tears to my eyes, tears of joy. The children will be singing in the streets. As, as good as it would be, as happy as it would make me and everybody to see the terrorists knocked out, to see the children singing in the streets, my formal prediction is a 1-0 aggregate over two legs. Atletico Madrid goes through because that's what they do. 4-1 aggregate at Chelsea. You're insane. You're insane. Suarez no, is the no only respect. goal. Too. No respect for No, no respect. No respect for Atletico Madrid. None. Negative, actually, because of that right. stupid terrorist. Ridiculous. But... Let's move on to, uh, to another team. We got Everton next. Um, they have been slipping up. They've had James Rodriguez back, so that's not the issue. They have a Charles and they have Dominic Calvert-Lewin. They've been missing a lot. They, you know, they have nickling, nagging. They have injuries here and there all across the team. And um, it's, I don't know. I honestly think honestly think we overrated them at the beginning of the year. It doesn't look like they were able to sustain the good start they had. I don't think they're going to turn around. They got Leeds next. That's a losable game. They got Everton. They got, I mean, uh, Man United. They're going to lose that. They got Liverpool lose. I think they're going to lose to all the teams above them right now. Possibly to the next four teams below them. They could drop points as well. And, um, I, I mean, it's still in the cards. Europe is still in the cards for this team, whether it's through the FA Cup or the Premier League. But I think the chances to make it through the Premier League are, are very slim for Carlo and his men. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, they fizzled out. And not much can be said about that. Like you said, they didn't get people back from injury. Um, but 
I don't know. It's it's kind of tough because you feel like they're in every game until they're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just maybe that's a lack of concentration, um, lack of effort, whatever it may be. But if they're able to just get that switch where they don't kind of stop playing in every single game, it seems like, I think they'd be in a much better position. Um, even though, with that said, they have two games in hand. And if they win, they're two games in hand, even though one of them is against City. So we'll chalk that one up as a loss. But they get three from six points. Uh, that puts them into, into fifth place. Level on games for everyone. So I don't think they're done. Uh, I think they're... Hope at this point would probably be Europa League, but I definitely think that's an attainable goal for them. Yeah, it's uh, definitely an attainable goal, but they're gonna have to turn it around sooner rather than later yeah. Oh, if yeah. they want to get that done. 100%. Uh, next team down though, another team looks like it, it kind of looks like if you if you have to quarantine from COVID and you're not named Man City, it gives you a little. Bump in your season. I don't know. Like a little bump in the road. Everton, dip in form. Aston Villa, dip in form. They haven't been consistent recently. They beat Southampton. Lost to Burnley. Beat Newcastle. Lost to City. They played well in that game, but a loss is a loss. And they lost to United on some controversials. Um, Next up, they got West Ham, Arsenal, Brighton, Leicester. If they can put together their form again, then... uh, they have a chance for Europe. That's their goal right now, for sure. Um, it really hinges on this next month, though. You know, if they keep dropping points in this next run of game, then that's it. I feel like it's slipping away. But um, if they can play the way that we know how they can play, then I, I think that they can turn around. That West Ham game is huge. Same with that Arsenal game and that Leicester game. Those are going to swing the balance of power in the in the in the Premier League, and uh, you know what? You know what? I think Aston Villa is going to going to be looking real nice at the end of March, and Europa League is going to be even more attainable for the team than it is right now. Um, yeah, um, Villa, in my opinion, are like you said, they're trending downward, and I think they're very lucky to have these two games in hand because, um, you know, if they played them when they were set to be played, who knows, they may have gotten results out of them. But um, still being within striking distance of Europe and having the game in hand is huge. But I don't know, the teams that are in front of them and behind them, they're kind of in a, you know, like a little bit of a pickle in my opinion because I don't think Villa is better than Chelsea. I don't think Villa is, you know, I think they're kind of on par with Tottenham when Tottenham's playing. Um, And then below them, I think Arsenal's a better team. Like, if they played today, Arsenal would beat them. And Leeds, yeah, what? Crazy. That's what I I'm on the Arsenal train now. But if they played today, I think Arsenal would at the minimum get a draw. Hey, they play play, uh, five days. Okay, so I think, yeah, Arsenal will get a All result. Right, that's your so pick. Arsenal My pick is Aston Villa. Uh, and then look at Southampton. They're down bad pretty much right now, but mm-hmm. they're a solid team. And then Leeds can beat anybody on any given day or lose to anybody on every given day. So 
it's they're gonna have to pick it up if they want to make anything of the season. But I could as easily as I could see them finishing, you know, in twelfth, eleventh, I could see them finishing fifth. So I think it really depends on, like you said, how this next month goes and how they approach it as a team and how they uh, are willing to fight and get gritty because they have their star, but can people around them like Hollywood Watkins specifically, in my opinion, keep firing or get firing again. So, yeah, just they control their destiny, basically, after that long spiel. They, they, I feel like they control it and they got to do something with it. Yeah, uh, they definitely control their destiny. I think they will do some with it. Emiliano Martinez went to a better club. Remember that? Yeah, he, he um, did. He did a big move. But if he, he was at Arsenal, I'm not going to say it. You can see where they'd be on the table right now. Wow. Maybe, maybe, yeah. With the amount of clean sheets he, he, he holds, yeah, I could see that. But... Unfortunately for Arsenal, who is our next team, they don't have him. But they have been playing better. They were able to draw United. That's a, that's a good result for them. Beat Southampton, although as injured as they are. After losing them in the FA Cup with practically the same lineups, I, I, whatever. Um, they beat Newcastle, expected, drop points to Palace. And before that, they had a four-game win streak. Um, it's looking like their their form is turning around, but uh, like pretty much everybody else in this mid-table range, they seem to be playing each other. They have a game against Wolves, Villa leads, and then Europa League kicks off. They play Man City in between their Europa League fixture. That's a bitch. Um, that's a real bitch. Speaking of that, you know, I, I, I still think that Leeds is going to finish above them. Arsenal will finish in the bottom half of the Premier League. You can ink it now, baby. <laughs> and and this is my most sure prediction, though, my most sure prediction, even more sure than them getting beat down by City and finishing in the bottom half. They're going to get knocked out of the Europa League. You can take that to the bank in the first round. There's no chance in hell, no chance in hell I'm telling you that they are going to go through against Benfica. Benfica is too nice, and are they're just a way better team than Arsenal. It's just it's not close. Yeah, um, I I think they're going to get knocked out as well, but uh, I think it'll be a pretty close game. But looking at their fixtures ahead, like we we talked about how they've been. The past couple of ones getting important points, winning important games, going on good runs. Um, their next three, so basically up until that first tie with Benfica on the 18th, are all extremely winnable. I think. Like, uh, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd, I'd actually say Arsenal in this three-game period will walk out with at least seven points, and then that's against Wolves. Uh, Villa and Leeds, and I think they get at least seven. I would not be shocked with nine. So, and then City, obviously, back to reality. But, um, yeah, they, they're a good team. You know, they're starting to come together. It's incredible what happens when you bench your 400K a week player. And uh, I'm pretty sure they said he's injured now, right? They're just covering for him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. 
um, how he's the next Ozil in front of our eyes, but except Ozil, you know, had skill and could definitely contribute to this team. But they're playing well. Uh, very young team, like very young. A lot. Their biggest contributors are their young. So I think they're in a good place for the future. I think they're in a good place for the rest of this season, considering where they were just about two months ago. So big ups to Arsenal for how they've responded. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to continue. I mean, after their Europa League tie, doesn't get any easier, to be honest. So we'll see. We'll definitely see if they have the uh, mental, mental and intestinal fortitude to be able to go through and make the season a success. Hey, I mean, if they get at least seven points from these next three games, I will officially concede that Leeds will not finish above <laughs> Arsenal. That being said, though, they're getting maximum four points from these next three games. They've had a nice run of form. But not, not even as early as December. December was right around the corner. It's still, it was snowing in December. It's snowing in February. And um, they lost to Everton. They drew Southampton. And they lost to Burnley. That's still in their blood. I know it is. And um, it's going to show back up this, this next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe. It might. Probably not. But... A team that I think definitely has the talent when healthy to finish in a Europa League place. Southampton season has fallen fuck apart, man. They, are, they, they cannot catch a break with all these injuries, dude. Mohamed Salisu, Obafemi, Will Smallbone, Vestergaard, Nathan Tella, Kyle Walker-Peters, and Theo Walcott and Diallo have been added to the doubtful injury list for their next game. Um... Yeah, no, I mean, Davo, yeah, no, it's hype for you guys. For United, you guys got an easy one. Um, they're inept. They're simply inept without uh, all their attackers and defenders and everybody. And you can't blame them. You can't blame them. I think it's credit to Ralph for doing what he's doing, keeping them competitive at least for a Europa League spot um, with uh, the tools that he's been given. But, you know injuries are a bitch and uh, they're not going to get any better because they're not going to get these guys back anytime soon it's looking like so uh, I think Southampton stays where they are they drop uh, a little lower not, not lower than like 14th but I think my top 8 prediction for them is out the window assuredly but not yeah. because they're not good enough <laughs> um, no yeah I think I think there, um, Southampton are out of both races, whether it be title in Europe or relegation. They're like you said, they're they're right where they're going to be. They're safe from the drop. They're not winning the title. They're not going to Europe. Um, just another middle of the road season that they have to be disappointed with, even though maybe unlucky. Some might say, but uh, just. Yeah, I think they're... James Ford-Prowse played right back last game. Yeah. That's how bad it is. Yeah, Hassan Hoodle has a, uh, has a lot more to cry up about than beating Liverpool 1-0. So, uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll check back in on the Waterworks Factory after next week. But, um, yeah, I think they're, they're sitting pretty right where they are, 10th, 11th, 12th. Uh, 
that's going to be their, their sweet spot like it has been. So, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't heard any transfer news, so that kind of sucks for them too. Uh, yeah, they're, they're not going anywhere. Maybe yeah, next year. Maybe next year, but by next year, Vestergaard could be out the door to a, to a big club. As he, before he got hurt, he was really, he was really doing amazing. Yeah, and they're, they're one transfer target that I even saw them going after um, was Brandon Williams and United yesterday said they're not letting him go on loan. So they were kind of, you know, honey dick. I would guess the whole, uh, the whole way around from that to transfer saga, but it looks like no one comments, like you said. Yeah. Um, oof, that, that really stinks, but... They're not going down, so Southampton's cool with that. Um, next team, who are not going down, newly promoted, Leeds United, sitting in 12th. I think they're looking good to finish in the top 10. Still think they will finish in the top 10. Um, I am going to predict right now their exact point total. Okay, They're going to finish with 56 points. They're going to do exactly, almost exactly how they've done to start the season. Because that is how leads roll. They win some, they lose some, and that is just how it's going to be. And I think that um, they're not going to see a significant change in, their, uh, in terms of how many points they get per game. But I do predict them to do better than Southampton for the rest of the way, better than Arsenal for the rest of the way, possibly even better than Everton for the rest of the way. So that could put them as high as ninth. I think nine or ten is a good prediction for where they're going to finish. Be also a good year. Hopefully they get some real world-class players in there this summer. Yeah, no, they're finishing 12th, 13th. No mm-hmm. ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, they're not. They're good. So when I say this, don't take it as I think they're bad. They're good. But Leeds United is not good. And I know that sounds weird and hard to understand. No, it's, I mean, you, fair, fair. I, I'm, I'm, I'm think thinking the same it, way as you, except, except just, so, just more optimistic about it. Like, they're good, but they're not good. Yeah. Depends what you're going to get. Like, looking below them, you know, uh, I don't see Crystal Palace doing better than them. I don't see Wolves, the way they're playing, nothing showing. I mean, Newcastle, I could, like, you never know with Burnley. Burnley could somehow finish top eight. Like, they'll lose every game to finish in the top ten. And then the Brighton, Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield, they got their own problems to worry about. So, yeah, they're right in their sweet spot. Like, Southampton, Leeds, Arsenal. Arsenal are finishing top eight, so I don't know why I said it. But, you know, Leeds, Southampton, you can see them doing a flip-flop. I don't see Leeds moving more than one spot in either direction coming back. Right. That's a that's a fair prediction. Respectable for someone who hates them as a United fan. So I, I, I can live with that. Um next team. Yeah, you said it. I don't see these guys getting any better. Crystal Palace. Um they're bus parkers. They'll get the occasional one nil. Most of the time they will lose because they don't have enough of the ball to do anything about it. Newcastle's one of those games they might win. Same with Leeds. If Leeds, you know, decide to be the bad Leeds, they're not going to outpark Burnley. You know, it, it's uh, I. I think they could finish at best where they are right now. At worst, 
they could finish as low as 17, but they will not get relegated. Yeah, I agree. I mean, looking at their next uh, eight fixtures, I see – this is generous. I see six points. Yeah, hey, totally do. And, no, yeah, I, and, like, realistic, I see two points. And it's not good for them. They are going – they're not going down, like you said, but – they're, they're trying their hardest to put themselves into a relegation battle. And uh, just luckily for them, the teams that are actually in one are not uh, started off much worse than they did. So they're safe from the drop, uh, but they're not a good team. I could definitely see them dropping from the 13th to 16th or 17th, like you said. But I think they'll finish. They'll finish below Wolves, definitely. I think they finish below Burnley, but I think I think everyone else below them stays below. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna bounce off that. I I don't think they finish below Wolves. Actually, I'm actually lower on Wolves than I am on Crystal Palace. Well, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you why. Um, they're bad. They're they're just bad right now without Raúl Jiménez, and he's out for the season. Um, he's out for the season. He's not coming back. Nuno got Patrick Cutrone back in the door and sent him right the fuck back out. He said, I don't want anything to do with you, buddy. You don't speak Portuguese. Give me Fabio Silva and we'll ride with it. Um, don't see them getting relegated. That would really be bad. And um, I, I have more faith in Nuno and less faith in Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield to pick it up that much. That being said, I, I, I'm, I'm lower on them than Crystal Palace. Same situation. Best finish is like 13th. Worst finish could be as low as 17th. But safe from the drop. Unless, uh, unless honestly, like, hypothetically, knock on wood. But let's say Ward Patricio breaks his elbow or some shit. They go down. Yeah. I agree. Um, like, uh, building off of that, like you said, they are one big injury away from going down. A disaster. This deadline. And then, yeah, it's, um, it's tough. I think Fabio Silva, Pedro Neto, um, you know, these guys have the ability uh, to keep them up. And I think that they have the ability to win games for them. Uh, they might be few and far between. We know they have a guaranteed six points because they play City and United later in the year, so it's two wins from two for them. But uh, just, I, I definitely think if them and Crystal Palace played, I think they'd beat Crystal Palace. So I think they'll, uh, they'll hop above them. I don't think they're better than Leeds as much as it pains me to say, but they're, they're a shell of their former selves without Raul. And then, you know, switch, like, maybe, who knows, maybe Raul will not be back from Mexico in time for the Gold Cup this year. Um, that would be a big blow to them. And then with the World Cup qualifying starting in September, you never know how his recovery process will go since it was a major injury, but Raul's injury could have a massive effect on multiple teams. So we'll see. Not good for Wolves. Uh, they're not going down, though, but they're not 
doing much better than they're doing right now. No, yeah. I mean, uh, I hate to say this. It pains me to say this because I'm all for, you know, hating on Raul Jimenez and the Mexican men's national team. You know, I'm, I am so here for that. Unbelievably here for that. But, you know, you see the adverse effect it's had on Wolves. Like you said, you might see it with Mexico. That's two teams that he could not be a part of and essentially topple. You know, you got to give the guys respect. He's a, he's a class striker. Maybe he's not Champions League ready. I don't know. Um, if he can recover from this and put together put together more good years, though, could you eventually see Raul Jimenez making a jump to a big club? Um, uh, no, 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 I don't think he'll go. I don't think, I think he can make that jump, but the question as to will he, I don't think he will. I think he's comfortable at Wolves. I think he knows he's guaranteed at Wolves. He's guaranteed a spot in Mexico if he stays at Wolves. Um, whereas, like, I'm just going to say a name. I'm not saying he's good enough to go there. But if he went to Madrid, Real Madrid, who knows how he would adapt. Like, we've seen people. Could change. be another whole bunch. Exactly. So I, I think he's the type of guy, his mentality is, I'm comfortable here. I'm playing here. I'm doing well here. Um, I'm not, I'm happy here. And I think that's what he'll do. And then he'll eventually, his next move, I think, will be back to Mexico to retire. But uh, or maybe the MLS, like one of those moves. But I don't see him going to a big club in the top five in his career. No, All right. I think he could though. He could, he could. I don't know if he's good enough. I mean, hey, if he if he puts together like two more twenty plus goal seasons, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it, it, as long as Wolves stay in the Premier League, though, I could definitely see him being a career Wolves player. Um. Newcastle United up next. Steve Bruce, you know, these guys are shit. Um, before they beat Everton, they lost five in a row. Um, in, in the middle of that was a draw, and then two more losses, another draw, another loss. So that's uh, one, two, three, six, nine. That is 11 games without a win until just recently. Uh, don't see them get, getting much better than that in uh, the near future. Um, yeah, just looking slow, slow, slow for Steve Bruce and his men. Yeah, I agree. But right before I jump into a Newcastle, I have some live news from uh, Fabrizio. Uh, he's currently live with his partners, 4-3-3. And they just asked him a question about Sergio Ramos and his response immediately, word for word, I tried to get it down was uh, we're not looking at something having to do with the transfer market here. We're looking at something that will shake the history of football with a player leaving his club he's been at forever and won everything at. Yeah. So, I mean, little uh, Sergio Ramos not agreeing to a new deal with uh, um, Madrid. I mean, how about Madrid is confirmed for next summer, so it... The writing's on the wall. The writing is on the wall. Ramos is out the door. Do you know who? Do you know who? Do you have deep web uh, sources who are telling you who he is going to next summer? 
Uh, yeah, there are actually four teams that have been in talks with his agent specifically. Um, I, you could probably guess two of them right off the bat. Um, so I'm going to let you try and guess. You definitely like the first one, no doubt. PSG. Yeah. Fine. No. No. It is PSG, United, City, and Liverpool. See, I, did, I knew City was one of the teams. Like, I knew it, like, in my soul. But I just want it to be because I don't, I don't want him. Like, I don't, like, as good as he is, like, I want nobody near what is building with Stones and Diaz. They're both young. They're boys. We don't need to interrupt that with anybody else. We don't need to interrupt that with no Obamos, fucking 31 years old, as good as he may be. I don't want anything to do with Sergio Ramos in Man City. I'll take him United, get an actual leader in there, not named Harry Maguire. Exactly. That would be great for you guys. It'd be great. Still not as good as Diaz and Stones. It'll be the second best in the league. That is out. I think Yeah, Joe Gomez's knee looks fucked up, dude. You see it? No. Is is there pictures of it? It's fucked. Like it's it is still Um, massively swollen. How long ago did he got hurt? Like, deep ago. That's not good. That's no, it's not good. I mean, hey, like, I know I sound like I'm joking. Like, it's, it's sad, but, like, you know, I just want to get it across. Like, it looks bad. Like, it, it looks bad, Joe Gomez's knee. I don't think – I don't know if he's ever going to be the same again. And uh, that's terrible. It's terrible for him. Good for the FIFA community, I guess. But you hate to see a young in his career so – just so turbulent with a knee injury that bad. Because you think with modern science, you know, eight months, boom, you're back. But he had like three scars. It was fat. You know, I know knees can get swollen after surgeries, but it's like two months post-op. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's not good. So there's two starting center backs. Well, we don't know how bad. Virgil will be fine. He is a robot. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, what was he? he was running like a month after. Exactly. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, he's gonna be fine. He's a freak. <laughs> but that's not like no matter how much of a freak he is to start the next season with your one, your center back number one, your center back number two coming off of or still having major knee injuries. Like I don't care what sport it is, it could be your two, your right guard and left guard in football, your center and power forward in basketball. It doesn't matter. Two of your main guys having major knee injuries is not a good recipe. No. And uh, so expect Liverpool to be busy in the uh, transfer market. But Newcastle, though, terrible. Like they're, terrible. They might go down. Probably not going down. But I. Yeah. They got rid of an American. If Fulham can get it back off. together, they could go. Yeah. That is the yeah. only shot, though. West Brom and Sheffield are inked relegation fodder. I don't think. I don't think Sheffield's inked yet. Really? I don't really? know. I don't think so. All right. Well, let's, let's skip to, to them right now. Tell me why Sheffield United is not inked. I mean, so they spent two seasons in the Premier League in recent history. Last year, they overachieved an incredible amount. Like. But this year, no matter what, they're underachieving by the same margin. And just some part of me thinks that they're not going to get it together. They're not going to go back to that Sheffield of last year because they're missing the guy who did that for them, Dean Anderson. But they're going to pick it up. I mean, Chris Wilder's not an idiot. He's a good coach. He's 
um, in my opinion, one of the better English managers in football right now. So I just think that they're not out until they're numerically out, mathematically out. And, you know, they have, they showed they can be the, you know, the top, a top two team in, uh, in the land. And, you know, even though it, they got dominated, they only lost city one, nothing. And, uh, what two, nothing. No, it was, it was one, nothing Ferran Torres, uh, dribbled through like three of them. Yeah, it took and it took a masterful piece of skill and a tidy finish by uh, by like City to finally, yeah, yeah, finally like finish or something in front of that. It was kind of they kicked it right at the goal. So he made I what I thought was going to happen is he was going to kick it like directly sideways. <laughs> I, so yeah, see like. A, a normal Jesus moment could have been the difference between getting four out of six points from one and two in the table. But, you know, if he missed that, you know, City might go on to score three different ones. But it's just, they got to be happy with the way they're playing. I think they're building off something here. Like, last week you would have said zero points from the next six, and they got three from the last six. So, and then they have West Brom coming up where they can directly help their cause. So I think they're they're... I think West Brom is more of a lock than Sheffield. How crazy that may seem. But I also I think the three going down for me, Brighton, West Brom. And I, I guess Newcastle, you know, I just said they're not going Brighton, down. Brighton, West Brom, Newcastle. Not in that order. It's gonna be no, West Brom. It, dude, that's hot. That's hot. Start a parlay on that. That would be like that'd be crazy. Yeah, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, even look at the goal difference. Like, they're eleven better than West Brom. Yeah, like yeah. X goals. X oh my God, God. West Brom. Jesus, <laughs> I did not realize it. Yeah, that's that's why I think they're a lot. Holy shit! Okay, <laughs> it's, it's all right. Terrible. No, fair take. Fair take. They are they are definitely more ink than West Brom. That is not fixable. That no. is just not fixable. And so, like, you know, Karen Gibbs is just very yellow people. He doesn't actually defend. It's crazy. Like, I didn't know it was that bad until I just looked at it now. Yeah. I, like, 20, like 20, minus 22 is bad. But minus 53 goals conceded. <laughs> they could very well concede 100 goals. Yeah, I think since we're on them, we, we might as well talk about their next fixtures. Jesus. I mean, they have, they have Sheffield more Hill. goals than any team has scored. Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah. they have Sheffield, then Tottenham, then United, yeah. then Burnley. No. Sam Allardyce can't fix them. They shouldn't have fired Billich. That's no. ridiculous. Um, <laughs> they're going down. Anything else about West Brom? No. Um, any players that you think will get bought when they go down? Ooh, yes. Yes, I do. Um, I think Matus Pereira is yeah. going to stay up. He is a really good playmaker, but he's creating plays for nobody. Mm-hmm. Give him a decent attack. Like, even put him on Newcastle or something like that where there's a proven striker. He'd, he'd do well. I think Furlong could stay up as well. Um, I really like him. But... Oh, and um, 
What's Ajay or Ajay, whatever? Semi Ajay, yeah. He's all yeah, right. I, Big I think center he back. Has the possibility to stay up too as a backup for someone mid table, lower table. But this team has gone down. No matter who stays up, West Brom will be in the championship, but they'll be back in the Premier League the following year. They'll bounce. Really? You don't see Wayne Rooney mounting a turnaround at Derby and getting them back up in a year? Yeah, but they, they I, were I, they were right there in the in the playoffs with Fat Frank. Minimal I think roster turnover. They well, Derby could still come up this year though. Are you sure a, about that? They got a shot. I I thought they were doing very bad. I I may be wrong, but I I thought they were. They're they're only I don't know. Yeah, they're they're fourteen points out of play. Yeah, no, they're not coming up this year. Um, but I could see West Brom finishing second, first, or anywhere in the top six next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go Norwich. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Love Norwich. Tom Cantwell. You know, I love him. Sebastian Soto. Yeah. Oh, dude. Toddy Cantwell and Sebastian Soto in the Premier League next year. They're going to score goals. They're going to concede a lot of goals, too. Oh, yeah. They're going to be another fun... I like Norwich, man. They were fun to watch last year. They were a worse leads. Um, and, hey, well, I'll have them back next year. Yeah, and it looks like they're, they're going to come up. Four points clear to the top. Six clear of automatic promotion. So, yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, Next team we got, though, is Burnley. They were Burnleying for a little bit. The Burnleying stopped after they lost their most recent game. Um, however, they did get a nice 3-2 win over Aston Villa that we touched on. Um, you know, Burnley is Burnley, and until their owner decides to spend the massive amount of funds that they've been accumulating by not buying anybody for the last I don't know when, and staying up. <laughs> and staying up. And, and even making Europa League one year. Like, hey, um, look. <laughs> Same old shit. These guys aren't going down. Best they're going to finish. You know, I could actually see them jumping all the way up to 13th, maybe 12th if Leeds falls apart. Maybe even in the top 10. Maybe even in the top 10 if they really get their shit together. Um, and other people's shit falls apart, but you know they're not going down. Obviously, uh, Sean Dyche eats worms out of the ground. He's doing it again. Um, they're, they're fine. They're fine. Yeah, it's you know the the biggest conspiracy theory in world soccer is Burnley wins three games a year and finishes mid table, and it's just they get points out of nowhere. Like, uh, we, if we didn't do the podcast and watch soccer for three weeks, came back, Burnley would somehow be in 14, and they wouldn't have won a game. So it's, you know, the juju. Yeah, the juju's on their side. Things roll their way. Um, but I could, they could, like you said, anywhere. They could finish anywhere in this table that isn't in a Europe, a Europe spot or isn't in a relegation spot. So <laughs> 9 to 17. It, it's like a roulette number. You're putting 50 <laughs> down on, on black, like 23 or something. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, no, it, it, I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. You really never know with Burnley. They pulled out a five-goal thriller completely out of their ass just this week. 
It's anything. <laughs> it's funny to say. It's funny. It is. It is. Five goals. Really. Five goal thriller with the Burnley win. Who would have thought? Not me. Nobody. Nobody. I thought the under two and a half was the lock of the goddamn century in that game. Two stout defenses of the bus park. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> Martinez and Pope and that. No. Five goals. No shot. No shot. Um, I know you like Brighton and the Silky Seagulls. Uh, I got to admit, they are in a, in a run of form right now. They're in a run of form. Um, undefeated in their last four games, all competition. That's nothing to joke about. Wins against Spurs, a draw against Fulham, which they played better in, to be fair. Um, a win against Leeds, and they only lost to City by one. And that was, that was a full-strength City team. You know, they, they did their thing that day. Um, they have Liverpool next. So, unfortunately, the streak must come to an end, like all good things in Brighton. But... They have Burnley after that. They have Aston Villa. They have Palace. They have West Brom. They have Leicester. They have Southampton. They have Newcastle. Their season will be decided in the next month. They can make a push. They can make a push for the top half of the table. Will they make that push? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They still have Neil Malpai playing striker. Aaron Connolly. Leandro Trussard. Don't trust any of them farther than I can throw them. That's not very far. They're grown-ass men. I cannot throw them far at all. Possibly a foot. That's it. So, um, Brighton's best finish, their very, very best finish, is 14th. That is what I'm saying. Not bad. Not bad. Like I said, um, I would, I'd think they'd go down, but... Um, you know, looking at their X goals or X goals allowed up to this point, they're net positive. So, um, like I said, the X goal gods always cash in. They always get what's coming to them. And they could very well nip a couple points just based on what they're owed, so to speak. But uh, they're also not doing that well at home. And I think home form, if you're doing better on the road, then home form should come easier. But as a United fan, that's, we know that's not the case. Uh, and I just think the no fans really hurt them this year. And I think it's hurt them to a point where they're not going to be able to come back from it. Um, if this team had fans, I, they're, they're mid-table right now. I, I would say they're 10th. Um, but 10th or 11th, but, you know, it's... It's tough because no fans, not going to be fans, and they're where they are. But uh, we'll see. I definitely see them going down, but they're fighting until the last kick uh, to stay up. But I just, I don't know. I think they're going to be a better team in this half of the year than they were in the first half, though. Whether the results show it, but they'll play. Um, that being said, I just, I can't, I can't see them going down though. Just, I can't. I think they're too good. But they're not. But they're not good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, is Fulham? Can you hear that? Hear what? You didn't hear that wind? Oh my god! I feel like my my AC is about to blow out my fucking window. Dude. It's crazy, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Um. Anyway, Fulham's the last team we got. Uh. Anthony Robinson missing him sucked. They drew with West Brom. They drew with Brighton. Those are games you've got to win if you want to stay up. 
they're not staying up, I don't think, as much as I would like Anthony to stay in the Premier League. I think he's going to go down with Fulham. I think he's going to stay with Fulham while they're down. I think they, they're going to come back up. I, I, would, I would put money on that over putting money on West Brom to go back up. Um, so, you know, I, it is what it is at this point, though. You know, the Fulham, they come up and they go down. That is, that is their nature. And... Um, Nothing else to say about it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think if they do go down, I think Robinson stays up, though. Um, I think he's done enough to prove that Everton uh, kind of got fleeced for a sale to Wigan. And, uh, but I think he's good enough. And even if he doesn't stay in the Premier League, you got to remember that AC Milan did come calling for him until he had that unfortunate oh, heart issue. So he could be on his way to Syria A to be the third American there. But, but uh, you know, just I see them staying up because I see them doing better than Newcastle and Brighton. And West Brom's going to do worse than them. Whether or not Sheffield does worse than them won't matter at that point because as long as they do better than those two teams in front of them and at least one of the teams behind them, which I think they'll do, they'll be fine. Um, getting Robinson back will be a huge boost to them. And I think uh, they're primed to go on a, a little bit of a purple patch again. And uh, I don't know when, but I definitely feel a good run of at least four games. Solid, solid point getting from a Fulham to keep them up. Wow, I, uh, well, I can't see that happening. You did make me think about the Serie A thing. And I uh, don't think AC Milan is in the cards anymore, given the emergence of Taylor Hernandez. But Inter Milan, I think, is definitely in the cards, considering they rotate Perisic and Young on the left. I think he'd be great in the three-back, where he gets to play a true left midfielder, get up and down the pitch on the sideline. Yeah. I think that'd be a great fit and um, make him a better team. I agree. I agree. Make it happen. But um, segue that, that is, that is the Premier League as it stands. Um, let's get into some transfer talk. Syria American Brian Reynolds hanging out with Eden Dzeko on the sideline, baby. They already love him. They already love him. I love the signing. Love Americans in Syria. Let's keep it rolling. Um, how, how long before he, he starts? He's in the starting lineup every week. I give him two substitute appearances and then he's starting. Uh, I don't know if he makes the, I don't know when their next game is in all honesty, uh, but I think he doesn't suit up for that game, suits up for the next two, comes on, and then he grabs a, grabs Syria by the balls and becomes the best uh, fullback in the league. Yeah, I mean, right now, Roma is third in Syria. Um, does he play on the right or the left? I think he's a right back. Great. Right back, like, yeah. we, like, we need more of those. That is, we don't need more of those. We have so <laughs> many. Um, but that is a weaker position. They have Spetsonola on the left. If he was a left back, I would, eh, but right back, I can see it. I can see him getting some sub appearances. They rotate that a lot. Holding it down after three weeks, a month. I like it. I like it. Um, well, you said something. It reminded me of something. Fuck. What'd you just say? What did I just say? Uh, 
I said, is it about America, the game? It's not the game. Transfer? Maybe. Syria Ah. I don't know. Italy. Daryl DK. Daryl DK? Barnsley. Going to Barnsley. Barnsley. Let's talk about Daryl DK. (laughs) Think of what I forgot. Uh, Yeah. Um, Signing with Barnsley today. Uh, Didn't go out yesterday or else he would have been there by now. But the U.S. didn't play, which we'll get to yesterday against Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, But, yeah, another American moving forward. (laughs) Barnsley was what? In... In the championship? Yes. Okay, yeah, so American Championship squad. Um, mid-table. Could possibly, with the addition of an American superstar like he is, uh, get the six points needed to close the gap on Bournemouth into a playoff spot. Uh, remains to be seen, but good. More Americans moving over, more notoriety. Um, and you never know, one good FA Cup game could get a Premier League team looking at you or a Serie A team or a Bundesliga team but uh, great great to see him go over uh, sad for Orlando City but good move for him hey they got they got Alex Morgan back they'll live with it um, hey uh, another American on the move um, good move for him I think Chris Richards going on loan for the rest of the year to Hertha no option to buy love to see that Byron just wants to get on the playing time that it needs to develop Hertha is a good team, mid-table, competitive. They're liable for an upset against really anybody in the Bundesliga this year, except maybe Bayern. Um, but I, I like the move. I think he's going to get a lot of playing time, and uh, we're going we're gonna to really see, see the beginnings of what could be the best United States center back tandem we have ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Um... I think, uh, you know, the center back position is one that's, uh, it seems like every week becoming more and more crowded with the prospects that we have. Um, we, we all know John Brooks is locking down that Amazing. left side. He's the best center back in the Bundesliga. scored yesterday. Good on him. Uh, and, um, I, well, yeah, that, that win, they put him in the third. So Wolfsburg good for the Champions League, dog. Huh? Wolfsburg the Champions League. Oh yeah, I could, I could see it. I could see it, and that'd be, you know, just another American doing a thing. But uh, you know, with uh, Richard making this move, he has a chance to cement himself as one of the prospects for the future. The World Cup qualifying coming up in uh, March, you'll probably see him and Mark McKenzie back there pairing with each other, and uh, it'll be a very athletic backline. And we'll see what happens. He played a lot of right back for Bayern. So uh, we'll see what Hoffenheim chooses to do, whether they split time center back, right back, or they just go uh, straight center back or straight right back. So a lot of opportunities to play. He's uh, going to a good team. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. This is, I think it's a good move for uh, his development. Yeah, and um, Hoffenheim usually play uh, a back three with wing back, so... I think he's pretty much slotted to play that right center back spot, yeah? Perfect, yeah. Yeah, so. I like that. Hopefully he gets some more playing time. More playing time for Americans is what we like, and that's why I like DeAndre Yedlin's move to Galatasaray. Um, He's going to play every week there, and everybody who may have forgot how good he was is going to see how good he still can be. 
He's been relegated to the bench on a struggling Newcastle side, maybe because of his own performance, maybe because Steve Bruce has his head up his ass. Um, I'd like to think it's the latter. And um, I think we're going to see that it's the latter once he goes to Turkey and just has a bigger impact than Ozil has at Fenerbahce. I said it, I said it, I didn't want to say it, but it came out of my mouth. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, um, I think he's been a little hard done at Newcastle, especially when he played, you know, he had like a five-game run when Newcastle was thin at right back. And he played well in every game, won man of the match against Liverpool, locking up, uh, I don't know, they're, I guess, below average wingers. But, uh, yeah, just feel a little hard done there. But he's going to a good team, Champions League team. Uh, and he'll play. And that's good. He teams up with some great players. Name one, Falcao. Um, but he's going to a very good team, and I think it'll be a good move for his career. Unfortunately, I do think this move, though, kind of signals the coming to an end or the end of his time with the national team. Um, he was one of my favorite players when he played. And it's just kind of sad to see that uh, he probably won't be called upon as much, given that there's a lot of talent, very young, good talent at the right back spot with Destin and Reynolds just right off the top of the head. But uh, And Tyler Adams. With Destin Reynolds right off the top of the head. Uh, <laughs> But, nah, yeah, it's it's tough. So, good for him. I'm glad he'll play. If he does well enough, gets into a good Champions League spot. If you're playing, you're going to play. If you're yeah. playing well, you're going to play. So, uh, yeah, cool, cool to see. Cool to see. But it's going to suck not being able to watch him every week as readily available as it is in the Premier League. Nah, what do you mean, man? Soccer streams 100, buff streams, they got it all. They got Turkey. They got the Indian Premier League. They got... They got U20s going on and the Richard Bouage. It's they got everything over there. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to be Dana Whited though. True. <laughs> He'll come get you. Make him yeah. yeah. knock him. I don't want to punch him. Imagine, imagine threatening streamers and then the actual paid pay per view fucking breaks. What a head ass. What a head ass. <laughs> um uh but uh Damn one bad. one other move I want to talk about real quick. Uh, Alejandro Gomez, Atalanta maestro, can do it all Argentine. He's going to Sevilla. That's a great move for him. Um, they're going to get better. Sevilla might finish in the Champions League. It'll be tough. It'll be tough. There's five teams that are really good in Spain right now. Atletico, Real, Barcelona's back in, um, Sevilla, and Villarreal. Real Sociedad, is, their, their ship has sailed. David Silva is injured. Just in time. Long. Just in time. <laughs> hey, if y'all, y'all better not play the kids. Y'all better, better take them serious. No, we better play the kids. Hey, we'll, we'll see. We will see. I, I, <sighs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Even if you play the kids, you could probably beat them with how they're doing now. Diallo Atric. Sucks. Any other any other moves you want to touch on? Um, I think that's good for uh, confirmed moves, as we touched on a lot of the big Premier League ones. Uh, yeah, so um, we didn't touch on one that we spoke about a few weeks back, and we did speak about last episode, but technical difficulties. Um, Moises Saicedo 
is a Brighton player now because um, Ed Woodward fumbled the bag um, massively. He cocked it up and cocked it up massive. Yeah, there's six million. Uh, they got a really good player on their hands, someone who's going to contribute, I think could contribute right away. Um, maybe a couple weeks or two in training and get him in there. But he's a strong physical kid, great passing range, uh, gets stuck in. He he profiles to me like a like a stronger, better passing Fred. So I think that's it for any club. So uh, definitely for Brighton, they need to get stronger in the middle. Yes, I think he he'll do that. And uh, who knows? He's he's still only what eighteen. So. Uh, He's definitely got another move in him in the future. Yeah. Brighton going down could benefit him massively as well. Or even staying. I think, yeah, it's a great move all around no matter what happens in the rest of their season. Uh, so, solid business by Brighton. Yeah, sounds like a good move. Hopefully, he will contribute to them staying up if they do that. But um, this weekend, we got some revenge. We got some revenge, man. The USA not only beat Trinidad, they also beat Tobago as well in this game. Two countries for the price of one. Two L's handed out in 90 minutes of soccer. You can't quite do it like us. You can't quite do it like us. And uh, I want you to take me through what happened, who shined, some, some Colombian flair maybe. Yeah, uh, so yeah, to uh, start it off, we beat uh, Trinidad and Tobago. By a touchdown, it was seven to nothing. Um, just great, great game from the U.S. Uh, from minute one, they scored in the second minute with uh, Jonathan Lewis getting a nice tap and set up by Jesus Frededa. Um, and then in the ninth minute, Ferreira got on board himself. Just a lot of goals. <laughs> this is the first time in a hundred years the U.S. has scored five or more in three straight games. First time in their history over a hundred years. Um, they last two times they've met Trinidad since the debacle. They have an aggregate score of thirteen nothing. Jesus. Uh, so no love lost between the two. Um, to be fair though, to Trinidad, they came to America on Wednesday. They late game uh, a lot. They were trying to round their players up, and they came. They played so fair to them. Uh, Matt Turner, the goalie. Really did stuff in uh, my eyes, starting from the back. He only had to save one shot all game, and that shot was a penalty, and he saved it. So good for him. Only shot he faced all night was a penalty in like 60-something minutes, 70-something minute. So awesome. Uh, Jesus Ferreira, I mentioned him before. My man in the match, indubitably, or whatever. But uh, two goals, three assists. And he had four stats by the half. Um, really good. Paul Ariola had a brace. Jonathan Lewis had a brace. Miles Robinson, the center back from Plenty United, got on the board his first international goal. But uh, everyone really played well. But if I had to pick out people who didn't really play up to their expectation, the guy we've already spoken about in this episode, Daryl DK, um, he only got about... 25, 20 minutes to play. So he couldn't really do much, but he had about three chances. One of them was a good block, and then, but the rest, he hit one straight sideways. Um, 
he misplaced a lot of passes. He was energetic, but I think that's probably the biggest compliment you can pay to him. And uh, on, but other than that, I think everyone played everyone played really really well. Uh, and you know, a lot of good debuts for a lot of young people. So the U.S. is moving forward. Solid win. Their next game uh, will be the March qualifying for the Olympics. And uh, what's cool is the Olympics is a U23 tournament, as we know, but you're allowed three overaged players. So technically, the U.S. could field their starting 11 in the, in the uh, World Cup. Or not the World Cup. Oh, my God. The Olympics. In the Olympics. Does yes, that coincide with any other international tournaments? Or? Uh, I believe the Olympics is bef- after the Gold Cup because the Gold Cup's in June. Mm-hmm. And no, the Olympics it's the boys more practice. Yeah, yeah. Why not? They had three months off last year. Four months off. In the Olympics, win some, win some silverware, man. Yeah, get them ready to go. And yeah. then obviously the big stuff starts in September with World Cup qualifying. Already qualified for the octagonal. So, uh, well, the boys are buzzing. They're rowdy. They're flying. They're wearing red, white, and blue, and uh, they're ready to roll. Hello? Yo. Oh, shit. My bad. I thought you cut out. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, another boy in the red, white, and blue. Forgot about him. Jordan Morris. Yeah. Just got his move to Swansea City. Came off the bench. Didn't do much at all. Lost the ball four times and was offsides once. Um, he's just getting his feet wet. Hopefully he does better if he continues to play well for a team that could be in the Premier League next year. Very possible then he could be putting himself in real contention to have a squat, have a roster spot when, uh, when the big tournaments come around. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Um, yeah, so basically the USA is buzzing. Um, we should go and try and win the Olympics. Uh, shout out Drip Berhalter. You know, you, you pointed yeah. out the Jordan 5s to me. The all-white Jordan 5s. Love little it. Flash of red. I love it. Love to see it. Love to see it. Greg, Greg's growing on me. I'm going to be honest, especially with his recruitment, recent results. Um, I don't know. Is, is he the man that can take us to the promised land? No. No? Still Jesse March? Uh, yeah. Um, or someone that doesn't speak English? <laughs> Maybe. Their English but, isn't their first language. Yeah, that, that such a ridiculous rule. But, um, no, I think Greg, I definitely underestimated him. Not due to his tactics or whatever. He tries to play like he's the best team in Europe when he had like one decent season with the Columbus crew. But that's besides the point. His biggest strength, and I think any other coach we hired besides him, no matter who it was, um, is dual national recruitment. You just look at the people who he's brought into the U.S. and the people who he has the capability of almost bringing her on the fence. All I got to say is one name. The rest doesn't really matter. He gave us Serginio Desk, who's going to be one day the best right back in the world. And he's That is American. true. That is true. So there's like stuff like that and just... Uh, oh, and then another one, if you want more icing on the cake, Eunice Musa. Just like those two guys, there's a bunch of others that I'm blanking out on right now, but just 
already with those two huge prospects getting incredible minutes on La Liga teams and very historic La Liga teams, just crazy. And he needs to be applauded for that. I don't think another coach would have the pull he's had. Um, you know, we saw dual nationals file one-time switches and that played in last night's game in Ferreira and uh, Pereira, but both Colombians. And uh, they came. And Pereira has been with Colombia's setup since he was 14. And he switched over after a conversation with Greg. So it's, it's cool to see that people are uh, coming over here. And I, he needs to get a lot of credit for that. But his tactics are still not so bad. But everything else off of the pitch, he, he's done much better than anyone could have asked for. I mean, we, we've both said that he plays like, you know, he has a Man City type team. You know, he likes to go from the back, plays like he has the best players in the world. And, you know, maybe two years ago that wasn't feasible. But now, God damn it. God damn it with the midfield and fullbacks we got. Why not? Why the hell not? Why the hell not? The only issue there could be is center back because you need to really have two monsters back there if you want to play that way. I think, I think we're fine. I think center back, I think our... No, I think we're fine too. I think we're fine too, just to, to play devil's advocate per se. Yeah, I think strikers are yeah, a big worry because we all know how good Sargent can be. Um, we all know how good Hoppy has been. But uh, we just got to see, I think personally... And I'd love to see uh, Tim Weah with Team Mo's going to come in and make the number nine spot his own with Pulisic and Reyna on either side of him. Just, and then McKinney, um, Musa, and Pineda doing the dirty work in the midfield. Uh, was, yeah, they got a team. And then the depth. Like, there's a, we definitely a lot. got a team. We definitely got a team. I um. I'm excited. I'm excited to see them all play together again. I'm excited to see us play in a tournament that actually matters. I'm excited to see us beat Mexico. Yes. Um, um, anything else going on? You know, we touched on Stafford Goff, you know, Joel Embiid, M- MVP, Giannis and the Bucks are fucking with my money and it's not nice, but it's cool. It's cool. It's whatever. He's a funny guy. It's cool. It's getting old and weird. Yeah, and he's still dropping 40 and 12. Yeah. So uh, anything else going on? No, that's, that's about it. That's about it. Baseball season about to get approved or denied. So we'll denied. see. D.D. Gregorius and J.T. Real Muto. They found the missing $240 million. <laughs> Magically, they found it. Which is uh, yeah, and they, and they gave it to an aging catcher and an overrated shortstop. Didi's only on a two-year, so I'm cool with that. Doesn't mean he's not good. He's good. He played well last year. He was one of our more consistent hitters last year, especially when Kutch got injured. Doesn't mean he's not good. He's still going to finish it last. Yeah, we're still probably going to be bad missing the playoffs after having a fat payroll. It's what we do. It's what we do in Philadelphia. Bryce Harper's contract, baby. 13 years, $330 million. Well spent. At the end, after it's all said and done, what money will be more efficiently spent, Carson Wentz or Bryce Harper? Carson Wentz. Really? Yeah, because even though he didn't participate in it, he did 
a majority of the work to get to a Super Bowl. Then. And that's just out of the cards for Bryce Harper. So really, it's seven already. Okay. Yeah, it's already fair. <laughs> like, yep, it makes sense. Um, <laughs> good analysis. MLB is coming up. We're right in the middle of the Premier League. Um, we took a look at the table. More picks, hot transfer news. Who knows? Something could pop off in the few hours left in deadline day. You never know. Never they probably will. What's up? They probably will. Whenever we stop recording, just everything exactly. decides to happen. It, it always happens. It always, always, always happens. Um, but hopefully it doesn't, and we'll catch you next time. Wake up, wake up. Soccer show. Wake up, wake up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, be safe. Gotta hit the blunt to make me focus. Lyrics flowing out like hocus pocus. I don't even really need to talk this to focus. I'm just trying to get rid of the locusts. You know this. Niggas wearing Gucci in the Louis store.